This is the Right Guys Podcast, where in America, Joe Biden and Bidenomics get rid of blue-collar jobs one day at a time. And now it's time for the show. Here's your host, Max McGuire and Josh Welcome back. Another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire here with Josh Hammerling. As always, Josh, Joe Biden gave a big speech today. Not going to play it because he doesn't deserve any more airtime. Big speech talking about economics, touting the economic gains that his administration has allegedly brought the American people. Before we dive into these numbers, I'll tell you, I am more depressed about the economy probably than I ever have been because I spent an hour and a half before the show pulling numbers. I feel Um, great. I feel great. I live in it. I we live don't have in... kids. You don't have kids yet. <laughs> I live in, so... in complete delusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm over here sending no. money to private school, and John's like, look what gun I just bought. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tried. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, man. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I started hearing just some base numbers and about who's entering the workforce, who's going to start spending money and when, and then realizing that there's just not a lot to go around these days. I mean, Bidenomics isn't working as far as I can tell. Hey, what is Bidenomics? Can you tell me like in a nutshell? Well, if you, if you judge the social media posts coming out of Kamala Harris's Twitter account, it seems to be prioritizing minority businesses and minority business owners and helping them. I, I don't really know. Because they, they have to dive really deep into the bottom of the barrel to find statistics that can even paint a picture that this this is working, right? So they're like, oh, they look at the bottom of the barrel. Oh, minority business ownership is up half a percent. <laughs> Drop wow. the confetti. It's, it's like right. things like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Comes like out. things like that. Meanwhile, everyone else is like, I'm, I'm about to lose my home. I'm about to lose my yeah. car. Um, I, can't I, afford I, can't gas. Afford, I can't afford gas. I can't afford the rent increase. Yeah. But oh no. Like here, like, like this is one out. Let me put it on the screen. Let's go through her. I, I won't play Biden's nonsense, but. Um, and people appreciate that one. Kamala Harris. Um, oh, she looks so nice. Seniors on Medicare will see their out of pocket prescription drug costs capped at $2,000 a year thanks to our Inflation Reduction Act. I saw a really funny response to one of yeah. these tweets earlier, which was a woman saying, um, my prescription drugs are no more expensive than they were under Trump. What you're doing is like a rooster taking credit for the sunrise. Which, <laughs> I, I love that saying. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, it's I, I never heard that before. Maybe that's a saying. Yeah. But uh, here is like we've created nearly 14 million jobs. No. All of the people that yeah. Democrats said would would be thrown in prison if they dared go to work, right, and got laid off by the companies that weren't allowed to be in business were reopened after COVID, and now those people went back to work. And we still haven't gotten back to pre-COVID mm-hmm. employment levels. Oh, oh, not even close. No. No. <sighs> 14 million jobs. Okay, so I thought – it was the the green revolution was Biden economics, wasn't it? That's part of it. That, that, it's part of it, but I thought that was it, though, isn't it? Like, if that is part of it. Okay. Oh, well, we're giving a hundred million dollars Palestine as we covered last time, so that's good news. Okay, um, well, that's good. That's part of it. 
Because I was trying to figure it out. I mean, like define it in like a, a simple sentence. And I was like, well, it's got to be the green energy, get rid of blue collar job revolution. No, maybe. Well, he, well, let's read. Let's let's go right to the horse's mouth. Let's uh, let's read it. Let me zoom in. Okay. Okay. All right. So Bidenomics. Where is it? Is it one here? Three key pillars. Oh, okay. Making smart public investments in America. Okay. empowering and educating workers to grow the middle class huh. and promoting competition to lower costs and help entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and small businesses thrive. Oh. Are you seeing any of that? Well, first off, let's break it down, right? Making smart public investments in America. Like which one? Like, like the Solyndra kind of shit. Like, Ooh, like, yeah, like okay. that's an old one. Okay, but I've okay. seen some new ones. All right. Um, it, I, I, this feels like it's lotto money, right? Like this stuff is ongoing to fiction public yeah, art. Yeah, it, it's so like you can keep going. And I'm like, I think I've heard this 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 movie before, right? I know how that one ends. Like smart here, public here, here it is. It's, oh, it's oh, oh, oh. uh, what's it called? It's called uh, Proterra. Oh. Proterra received 535 million dollars in loans and are now going bankrupt. Ooh. So that's that's the kind of investment okay but, well that's smart right but smart. like is any do, is any of this happening let's just yeah. take a step back is any of this happening are they making smart public do you feel like they're making smart public investments i can't even tell you one pub one investment that they are making let, let alone smart ones right i mean where what money's going where the I, other thing is trump tried for years to get infrastructure passed through Congress, yeah. and they laughed at him every time. So, oh, you just wanna, you just wanna try and, uh, you just wanna try and distract from your scandals. That's the only reason. So then Biden finally gets it through, and uh, sorry, I just realized my collar is a little crazy. Um, Biden finally gets it through. Republicans will vote for it under Biden, and it, like, I, I still I hit piles. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. the roads still suck. Bridges continue to collapse. Well, look what uh, just happened at I-25. There was a, a train yeah, yeah. bridge that collapsed, and, and it stopped. Yeah, I think it still might be shut down. I don't know. It stopped the I-25 corridor north of there. That is like yeah. the lifeline for Biden Christ had to cancel a visit. And... He had to cancel a visit to Colorado over it. Think about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine yeah. all the downstream stuff that happened. That's our infrastructure. Then it just cr it's crumbling. Where yeah. would that mo that money would have been great if it had actually been used there? Do you think that? Ukraine is a smart investment. Are they talking about Ukraine? Is that what they're talking about? Uh, in what weaponizing? Well, them well we are subsidizing the Ukrainian economy. Oh, we're not. Oh. We're not just. We're not just sending them weapons. Oh, we're sending them cash to give their business owners so that they can stay afloat. We're basically giving them a bailout. Got it. So maybe not that's the smart investment we're talking about. Well, we're getting money back, and an investment there means there's an ROI. So what are we getting back in that investment? Is it the? Is it a? Uh, uh, is it money? It's got to, services. Most likely, it's got to be services. Because that's be. an investment, right? Yeah. I mean, the investment means that there's some sort of ROI. Yeah, and it I... should be. <clears throat> it should be. Um, so Mitch McConnell was giving an interview, hmm. and he was asked about this constant aid spending. Why, why don't you set it up? Because you were the one who brought this to me. I'm trying to blink on why he's there. <laughs> yeah, I just well, no, it. <laughs> no, it's a funny thing. That's what he does usually. You just pull the Mitch McConnell trying uh, well, to describe. It's well, okay. Let's try to, well, okay. Uh, uh, so well, he uh, he. 
You just had a moment. You had a McConnell. And I'm flustered on it. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Well, Mitch McConnell was asked about this, uh, the aid for Ukraine and Israel and how the United States could justify it. And one of the explanations he gave was <laughs> that giving all this money to Ukraine and 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 defense uh, aid to Ukraine and Israel was actually going to rebuild America's industrial base. I'll go ahead and play this clip to remind you. interconnected. And you've said that you believe there is enough oversight of aid to Ukraine. Why hasn't that persuaded some members of the of the Republican caucus? If you look at the Ukraine assistance, let's let's talk about where the money is really going. A significant portion of it's being spent in the United States in 38 different states, replacing the weapons that we sent to Ukraine with more modern weapons. So we're rebuilding our industrial base. That's what President Biden's seeking to do. It's it's correct. No Americans are getting killed in Ukraine. Right, so that's false. There are Americans who are yeah, dying because they, they went over there and volunteered. So, so the, we, we covered this last couple yeah. episodes. We give Ukraine let's say $100 million in aid. But then in order to replace it, we have to ourselves pay $10 billion. Let's yeah. just say $10 billion to make new weapons. And he says that's going to rebuild the American industrial system, the industrial part of the economy. I was crunching the numbers, Josh, before we came on. Only 2 million Americans work in the defense sector in this country. Yeah. And there's something like 130, 140 some odd million workers in the United States. Even if this was a stimulus of the American economy, that would only help provide jobs to 1.5% of the American workforce. And this amount of money far exceeds any other stimulus program ever like that. Is it worth it, Josh? Not at all. He. First off, I for a moment there, I thought he was like reading from a script just off of her shoulder. I mean, he, it looked like to me he was looking way away. Like, I don't know what's going on with Mitch, but I'd get that checked out. Second, where's that money? It's just not being spent on the economy here. It's for that narrow one. And what manufacturing jobs show up? I, just making bullets and guns and explosives? Well, I, I need people. I need well-made cars and, and mm. kitchen devices and and transportation services those sort of things you know what i mean that that's manufacturing in the u.s shoes batteries tires the things that we need transformers why don't we have the tra transformers being made in the u.s yeah so the thing is it's just a lie he's just lying he's making a political point he's got a question and it I don't, i'm not saying he was reading from a teleprompter but man wait well, you talk about the the money going into the economy to make bullets. Mm -hmm. The amazing thing is, it is going to the economy to make bullets. We've covered this on the show before. Lake City is uh, the main plant that builds uh, manufactures ammunition for the American military. And traditionally, they've always taken that military contract and made more than they need, and then sold it to American civilians. Mm -hmm. That is the way that people have been able to get the most affordable ammunition: five five six, seven point six two. <clears throat> military calibers. Well, this investment into the American manufacturing industry for ammunition has led Lake City now to cancel its commercial civilian ammunition contracts. So this idea that we're pumping it into the economy, the American people will not even benefit from this increase in ammunition 
manufacturing because none of it will be allowed to go to the American people. It's all going to go to Ukraine. So congratulations if you expected to, at the very least, see brass case 556 ammo for your AR-15 dip below 40 cents around again into that nice little comfortable 30 mm-hmm. cent around. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. It's going back up to 50. Why? Because Vladimir Zelensky needs it. Right? <laughs> Don't worry. You're paying more to go to the shooting range to help to help good old Vlad. All those blue-collar jobs that are lost from that, just, just that alone, right? Everything ends up costing the blue-collar job. Yeah. Everything ends up making... Like, I think Bidenomics, one of its core principles is let's make everything more expensive. The first thing you do is let's make everything more expensive. Let's make it just cost more to go. doesn't matter where you're going. It's just going to cost you more. If you can even get there. You need yeah. a car to get there, Josh. There's a, I would need a car to get... Anybody who lives near a city needs a car to go anywhere. If you work farm and rural, you need a truck. You need a car. Yeah. Everybody needs a means, right? But let's make that more expensive. I think that's the underlying principle here as by, you know, Professor Josh for Biodynamics 101. Let's make everything more expensive. You, you mentioned this. Before, I don't know if you mentioned this on the air or before we came to air. Everything's blending together. But you just yeah. paid off your truck. Yes. Yes. Let's just applaud that because isn't that a great – that, that has like, to be a great feeling. The first thing I thought was now something on it's really going to break. Yeah. And then the AC yeah. goes out. <laughs> AC. Know, and right? The like, tranny goes out. Whoa. I can't say tranny. Sorry. Transmission Wait, goes out. Transmissions. Transmissions. Yeah. Back. But yeah, that was the first thing I thought, and everyone was like, "Hey, congratulations!" Now it's when it really goes bad. So, you and your wife, no car payments? Correct. Wow. Correct. You're cooking that with was... gas now. Oh, we're we're you, almost. You got some spending money. You got some fun money. Done with student loans too. Uh, so it's like, yeah. That just kicked in last week. <laughs> I know. I got that. Like you, yeah. you, you're. I, I completely forgot. Thank goodness I set it up. Otherwise, I would have defaulted knowing right. my. My ability to pay attention is getting all beaten up because the government, you know, sets you up to fail. That's something that hasn't been reported on enough. That's something that my dad keeps bringing up. Student loans, student loans, student loans. Wait, you you think the economy's bad, right? We've covered this, that the average American family can't, like, isn't prepared for like a $100 emergency expense, right? My student loans just kicked in. Those, uh, I'm not paying minimum payments. I'm paying a little bit more because yeah. I like to at least be alive at some point and not be paying for student loans. <laughs> so, and I don't even have that much. It's just I would just like to not have them. So I'm paying a little bit more than I need to. But um, yeah, no, people are people are going to be going paycheck to paycheck, built their budgets over the last couple of years. Oh. These student loan payments are going to get pulled out and they're going to be right back in the red. I just had a story on paycheck to paycheck that uh, was from the Hill. Sorry, I, I didn't have time to pull it up. Got an old, I'm just going to read it to the audience here. <laughs> and, and it's old school, but uh, uh, 66% of Americans cannot afford a $400 surprise expense. Yeah. 400 bucks. $400. So when was the last time tires were $400? This, this, this guy right here? Yep, yep. Uh, 60 per, uh, no, this is Bidenomics has failed both as a policy and a slogan. Wow. So oh. even the hills, I mean, the hills taking some yeah. positions here lately. It's kind of like sixty percent hmm. are living paycheck yeah. to paycheck. Yeah, um, sixty percent, sixty. Wow. Uh, 
about 75% of those earning less than $50,000 and 65% yep. of those making 50 to 100,000 are struggling. So yep. even if you're making 50 or $100,000, you're struggling, yep. struggling. You're making 100 grand a year and you're struggling. 45% of high income consumers are living paycheck to paycheck, paycheck. who own, uh, owning uh, earning 100,000 or more per year. It's kind of like the goldfish mm. phenomenon, right? Now, I, I, I like fish, so it's not true. Goldfish won't actually grow as big as you let them grow. But that's the saying. Like, you put a goldfish in a bowl, it'll grow to fill the bowl. That's kind of what happens with middle-income, high-income Americans. Mm-hmm. You get this paycheck, and then what happens? Oh, you go buy a bigger, a more expensive car. The bills get bigger. Yeah, so the bills just get bigger. You don't continue to live within your means. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of – it kind of shocks people how – Many people making a hundred thousand dollars or more can be li- truly be living paycheck to paycheck, but it's very easy to fall into that trap. Very easy to oh, yeah. to 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 increase your spending along with your income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, if, if they can't afford an emergency payment, mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, surprise. Four hundred. Uh, here comes here comes your student loans coming back. Yeah, congratulations. So what happens when you start defaulting on things, Max, is generally you start cutting back, right? Mm-hmm. Because you got to start finding money somewhere. What are the first things that people usually go? First thing to go is like the entertainment budget. Mm-hmm. So if you own a gym, mm-hmm. if you own a, uh, I want to say a, a beautician place, a hairdresser, salons, stuff yeah. like that, that goes away. I just, I just um, did this um, with my wife. Well, not with my wife. I did it. I budgeted. And uh-huh. I had to do... You ever have that feeling where you're like, there should be more money in our account. Where is it going? Yeah. I, and then you like, you put on your little, look at yeah, it. Yeah, but no, you, you on, put man. on your little, yeah. Well, Wait, you put on your little school. forensic auditor, Sherlock yeah. Holmes cap. And in my situation, I don't have to look that far. I can just look out the front window and see the three Amazon delivery drivers that, that deliver every day. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I, I did it and and listen, I, I have I overspent on Amazon. It's so convenient. Yeah. It's so easy. Point click order, right? Um, but like I went through it and like when me and Annie or the kids get sick, Annie or my wife or I will just buy like cold meds and stuff on Amazon. Just buy, buy, buy. We were paying twice as much as we would have paid on all this stuff had we just got out to CVS. Just for the convenience of it. That, wow, wow. Just for the convenience of it. And it's not even that convenient. You need cold meds. You need them now. You don't need them in two right. days. No. So I'm telling my wife, listen, stop. We, we, we have to just go to CVS, Walgreens, wherever. Um, coffee. We, oh. we were spending almost twice as much on coffee pod deliveries as we would have paid if we just got them at Costco. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just way, like, right? It's not her fault. It's, it's super easy, super convenient. Um, and I'm not going to say it's on air but because it's uh, It's shocking. But um, the amount of money that I spend on my happies on Amazon and Annie spends on toys, my wife spends on toys for the kids, shocking. Shocking. But when things get lean, (laughs) it's the first thing to go away, right? Well, I I told my wife today, I said, after my youngest son has his birthday coming up, after that, anytime the kids ask for a toy, Santa's coming. Let's get through November and December of no toy purchases. Yeah. And let's let's give them Christmas, and then my other son has a birthday, and then if they ask for toys, oh no, wait for the Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny's coming. Yeah, 
right? And then just stretch it out because this is getting crazy. It's getting crazy. But you mentioned you mentioned cars. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to get too far away from that because I saw, and this is the title of the, of the podcast today, the shocking Bidenomics numbers. I saw numbers today that absolutely startled me. Startled me. I, 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 it actually made me scared. And this was in um, New York Post, but it was everywhere. Credit card and loan defaults hit 10-year high as inflation squeezes families. 10-year high for car loan defaults. And I start looking into Ooh. it. And then you know what I said? I said, holy shit. Even though this is September 4th, 2023, this is old data. Because out just today, it's actually gotten worse. In a month and a half, it's gotten worse. Car payment defaults have now hit a 29-year high as borrowing costs surge. These are people who got into cars that they couldn't afford and are now walking away from them. Because they owe more on the cars than the cars are worth. Oof. That's what happened in Oof. 2008, 2009. Mm. People walked away from their homes because their mortgages, they owed more on the mortgages than their homes were worth. Imagine that at a mass scale for cars. You can't even turn your car in for, like, a, you can't even, like, trade it in because it's not worth what you owe on it. That is a shocking number, Max. 29-year high. I mean, you know what kind of massive downturn it has to happen to income for people to do that, right? Yeah. And that's and if that's happening, this is the thing that they're they're choosing not to spend the money on. They know they can default on that, or they have to default on that. Because people get sucked in some crazy loans on some yeah. car oh, loans. Oh, it's, oh, it's terrible. I remember when, like, I, when yeah. I got my Jeep... Um, I just, I, I, I knew me and my wife wanted to have kids. I was in a two door Jeep. I said, you know, what? I need a four door Jeep yeah. and it wasn't even a top of the line. There's, I don't even have yeah. power windows. <laughs> I, like I don't, have, uh, I don't I like have power locks. I don't have power locks. I have a manual transmission cause the automatic was more money. So I said, just give me manual. It'll be fine. Um, they, uh, they, all car dealerships do this. They say, okay, how much do you want to spend a month? Mm. Oh, yeah. That's the trap. Don't do that. Don't let them tell you that because they will work the numbers on the back end to make as much money off of you as possible while keeping your monthly spend right around where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I first went to buy that car, they said, good news. Good news. We can get you in this for it's like $500 a month. I said, okay, how long's the term? And they said seven years. <laughs> and I said, excuse me. Excuse me, I have a trade-in. I'm putting money down. <clears throat> this is a $30,000 vehicle. Where is this? What? What? And uh, yeah, 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 you start doing the math in your head. And you realize that in the back, they've pegged you in for like a 10% interest rate. It, it's, it's, it's a joke. It's a yeah. joke. But that's how they do it. That's how they get you. They, they ask you, yeah. how much are you willing to spend? And then they will give you the most expensive car that they can. Mm-hmm. At the longest possible uh, term mm-hmm. to get that down. But what that means is when you when you drive that car off the lot, Josh, unless you happen to be driving a Jeep Wrangler or a couple other types of sure. cars that tend to surprisingly appreciate, most cars are worth like half as much the minute you start driving it off the lot. Yeah, you almost immediately take a 40% hit. 
I think yeah. the moment that it the tires leave the lot and yes. they hit the pavement because there seven, are stories. But, but you're you're set. That doesn't affect your seven year term. Not at all. You're Not still on the hook for seven years. Mm-hmm. And who won? Think about seven years of having to spend that five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you you know what I'm saying? That's a lot. Yeah, money. I got I got them down, and then I refinanced it myself. Yeah, I said, and that's, screw this. That's what you have to do. But there's people who have no that's clue, Max, going in there for the first time buying a car, and there are predator sharp people out there that oh, will, yeah. will gladly take you to the bank all the way, right? Because the the kickbacks in the car industry is crazy, but crazy, but. But think about all those cars that people don't want anymore. Cars are just disappearing, right? It's hard to keep them on the lot. People are keeping their cars longer because they can't afford the new cars that are coming out. They can't afford any of the loans that are happening. Yeah. And if you haven't noticed, I don't think they've made a car in Detroit in 30 days. Well, some of these plants, the Ram, one of the Ram factories just went on strike today with the UAW. Building Ram trucks. You would talk about destroying a whole sector. You've got you've got the UAW on strike. You've got people defaulting on crazy car loans for cars that are expensive because they require a ton of safety on them now. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the reason that your cars that, yeah. cost so money is because you want computers in there. You want yeah. ABS brakes. You. You're required by law to have X amount of stuff on there, right? So government has artificially inflated the price of the car under the guise of safety. Now, I want to save car. Don't get me wrong. You know, I like it when the car mm-hmm. does its job and saves people life. That is that is cool ass stuff. But, you know, when you start putting the environmental regulations on them, oh, yeah. you yeah. start driving yeah. the, the cost way up to the manufacturer, the, the parts and yeah. special metals that the maker has to get their hands on to make that happen, right? So government just keeps pushing this price up, pushing this price up, this consumer price up. Banks keep putting these loans out there. And when it all hits and dives, Max, what happens? Yeah. And at the same time, you've got no new cars being made. Yeah. This is going to be like a Carmageddon. Yeah. I've seen that dealerships are now starting to offer 96-month loans. Holy sh... Eight years. And they're trying to start offering nine-year loans, but the banks won't give it to them because the banks know that when the minute they re- <clears throat> if someone if they if they repossess a car in year one of a nine-year loan, they're never getting the money. They can't sell that car Nothing. and get the money. Yeah, so the banks are wise to it, right? But an eight-year loan on a car. Have you just... priced what a new F one fifty costs if you're to get like a fairly nice one? Yeah, between seventy and a hundred and thirty thousand dollars, Max. Yeah, a hundred and thirty thousand dollars for some models of of Ford F one fifty, the most popular work truck in America, and the most popular truck among people who don't actually need a work truck. Fantastic! No wonder to sell a bunch of them. (laughs) I would love that. It's it's like it's like Jeep Jeep Wranglers are expensive, not because everyone's going off roading. Because people want to look like they go off roading, right? So people want the to look like they, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Mall, we call them in the, in in the community. We call them mall crawlers. <laughs> we call them mall crawlers. Mall, just a mall crawler. Mall crawler. They don't go off road. They don't go off road. They just go to the mall. Mm-hmm. That's it. They look pretty. They do. They look, they look great. Pretty. But 
you know how easy it is to throw a hundred grand into one of these new Wranglers? Oh. It's so easy. I, I, I will admit I walked into the dealership just to look at it. And they do have like models there that'll already be all pimped out as it were. Yeah. And it adds a hundred thousand to the yeah. cost of Jeep. It looks amazing, right? I mean, it yeah. is flashy, it's beautiful. Everything oh, yeah. says me buy me and you want it, right? Yeah. And it was at least with those though. Like I could sell my Jeep now for more than I paid for it because Probably. there's such demand. So that that's the kind of car. I don't think I'd ever yeah. want to buy any car other than a Jeep because, you know, it just loses value. But to see this, because the other side of this is, yeah, people are defaulting. But the other side of this coin is that people are living in their cars now. All around this country, there's a growing trend mm-hmm. of parking lots popping up just to serve as places that people can live in their car. So rather than these parking lots serving commuters or people who need to park to go into the city, people without a home who just have a car now will will pay a monthly fee for a spot and they'll live in their car. And I'm not talking about converted vans, converted minivans. Mm -hmm. Like you can see on this picture, this woman with a dog living in her sedan. I cannot think of another time in American history when there has been such a push, not because it's fun and trendy, but because it's financially necessary for people to live in their own cars. It's always been that home ownership has been the dream. But now, now it's apparently live in your cars. Before we get off the car, I, 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 brought, I thought something that I want to make sure everyone knows. A little public service announcement. If you're going to buy a vehicle and they want to charge you more to put nitrogen in your tires demand that they take that charge off because the air that you and I breathe is 78% nitrogen and it's a complete ripoff. <laughs> so just want to say that before, before we, we got off that part, but um, Josh living in your car. When push comes to shove, when they don't have money, what are the things you start get, getting rid of? For some people, movement is more valuable than a home and they've made that choice, right? But now we live in a society where they have to make that choice. If this was the the Biden super liberal economy that they all believe in, why the heck are more people living in cars than ever before? And it feels like that's the trend. Might be exaggerating that a little bit, but it's happening. And they're going to keep popping up. And then homelessness always leads to all the other things that follow. Crime. Sex work trafficking are you saying what being adva- taking advantage of just denver just denver colorado <laughs> and it's going to happen and, and somebody's going to service these groups whether they realize it or yeah. not who's going to supply them these services and for what i mean it's going to create an underground economy and one of those might have to happen people may have to lower their standards on, on how they want to live there's no small affordable housing anywhere in colorado there's just not like the median rent anything in Colorado now is $1,900 a month. So that's median max. Yeah, there are yeah, people yeah. renting houses in the three and $4,000 a month range. I remember. I used to, I used to that. When we left our, to rent a house in Castle Pines, it cost $2,700 a month. It's doubled now from that, there. I'm going to look. I'm going to look it's and see what that double is. double there from now. I wouldn't be surprised. Even some of the, the cheaper things that you can find that if you live in this neighborhood, you could kind of it's not the best neighborhood-ish, we'll say. You're still mm-hmm. spending $1,800 a month, $1,700 a month. You're not only paying their mortgage, they're making money off of you. And 
there's there's no end to the people that are buying it for now, as long as they can afford it. Ooh. It's it's rough, isn't it? Yeah, you're no, starting to look it up. I'm looking it's, up. It's um, been a while, and those were those are yeah, fresh. It hasn't numbers. quite doubled, but um, got it from 2,700 what I was paying now to 3,700 for a four bedroom house in, in Denver suburbs. Yeah, if you got a depends on your neighborhood now, but. Colorado is skyrocketing, man. Like the the, the yeah. f- you can feel the effects of inflation of everything that's out here. Well, let, let, let's 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 cut, talk about one of these cases because this New York Post story talking about um, talking about just people defaulting on their cars. Mm. They bring up a case of a Denver resident, Josephine Corva- mm. Corvaccioli. Corvaccioli. Mm. She has a five eighty credit score. An interest rate of. 13.58% on her 2019 Honda Ridgeline truck, which wow. retails anywhere from $24,500 to $43,000. She pays roughly $700 a month for the loan and insurance for her truck. She's 28 years old, makes $17.50 an hour at Costco. And even though, listen, hourly wage, that's a good hourly wage, all, mm-hmm. all things considered, far better than flipping burgers or anything like that. She can't keep her head above water because she's paying $700 a month just for the car and insurance. Her rent's increasing, and she has twenty grand in credit card debt. Mm. Mm. She's trying to trade her car in for something cheaper, but she can't because she owes more than the car is worth. I was telling you before we came on, Josh, I think what's going to happen is I think that Congress is going to regulate car dealerships the way that they regulated mortgages mortgage brokers with dodd frank i think they're going to try and blame this on the car dealers that's their fault who 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 were they to take someone with a 560 credit score put them in a forty thousand dollar truck paying 500 700 dollars a month probably for seven eight years knowing full well that they could never afford that who were they i think that's what's going to happen when you said that to me i wanted to say screw you that's not they would never do anything like that, but it dawns on me. I'm like, of course they would. It would be such an easy political move too. Why would you prey on these poor people? And, you know, if you've ever worked in the car industry, there's the place, there's two different places. They, they kind of do the, the, the finances and the financial stuff. you got the people who meet the credit score and you see them get taken to the floor and the, the guy who does all the financial for them. Then you've got the stuff that's tucked away behind. And these are some of the sales guys who will get somebody who has like a three to 500 credit score, a car, right? And they will get it to you at 20% interest rate. And that is not a joke. Yeah. They got yeah. this girl on a 14, right? Yeah. But they could have on $40,000. I mean, sure, there probably was a little preying on there, but does it require an act of Congress to go after the car dealerships? Or does it require... No, but, but they'll actually... blame them. Rather sure than... Will. Rather than accepting that that their actions have have caused this inflation, they'll blame it on the sleazy car salesman. Right? It's far easier. No one's going to shed a tear over regulation reining in the sleazy car salesman. Right? Uh, yeah. Not not that they're yeah. all sleazy, but that yeah. is the that's the way most it. that's how most people see them. Like, yeah. I, I bring my wife to get her car serviced, and I I feel like uncomfortable because they all start coming out towards my jeep trying to buy it from me because they want to put it on the lot they want to put it on the lot um 
I think they're far more likely to do that than to um, say, take credit for this. Bidenomics, inflation. CPI is 18%. Forget about this whole, oh, oh, we got inflation down to 3%. No, those those cost increases are locked in. And you're not going to see all of a sudden things start to cost less. You're just going to see the rate at which they cost more begin to slow down. 18% 18% for the CPI. Gasoline up 63% since January 2021. Oh. Oh. Energy overall, 44% increase. Ooh. Airline tickets, 22. Gas utilities, 22. Food at your house is 21%. I don't believe that. I think that's low. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's probably closer to 40%. Oh, I, I think it could be up past 50. I was at Costco. So? I was at Costco, and I saw things that I know I paid half as much for the previous year oh yeah we yeah i remember you telling it yeah i i I just i saw things that i just i knew i knew i paid half as much i just i know it yeah and i've started now taking pictures at costco of of the products because i want to be able to a year from now look back on that i know because i know i just i know and i went back and looked through my receipts things that i bought for six dollars are now 11 Mm mm-hmm well, sorry, that's not a 21% food increase. You, tr- you, tr- you try to buy steak anytime recently, Josh? Have to go to Sam's because anywhere else I go, it's just through the roof. Yeah. I, and I and the thing is, is that the cuts are getting thinner inside the package while the price stays mm-hmm. the same. So you're getting less and less meat for the price. They they yeah. look the same to most people, but the weight. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's through the roof, Max. If you want to get yourself a really nice thick cut steak now, it's going to cost you almost. Yeah. You're going to have to go and hunt a cow. Yeah. And the neighbors <laughs> aren't going to like that because they're going to lose a cow. <laughs> but, but even I, that, like I talked to a neighbor who's in the meat industry. He yeah. buys and sells meat for a living. And I just asked him, okay, what would it cost if I wanted to go? Uh, halvesies, not halvesies. If I want to go 25% of a cow and got three other families together yeah. and we all bought a cow together, the quote he gave me was like 60% more than it was three years ago when I asked him. And and that's that's crazy. You can't even escape that by trying to buy a whole cow. I know. I, yeah, the food thing is, is blowing my mind because I know I, I'm paying even almost 20% more for just small things like jalapenos and tomatoes and onions, the stuff that makes like, that's really nutritious, right? The really nutritious things are just going through the roof. I, and, I'm, I'm and, growing my own jalapenos now. I, I would actually up. love, I, I love jalapenos with everything. So kudos to you on that one. I've got to try those. And get They're out my there. babies. <laughs> I believe you on that one. <laughs> well, no, literally I have impregnated my jalapeno plants there. You, you need bees to pollinate them. So without bees, oh. you actually have to go in by hand and pollinate them. So they are my babies. I, I've I've procreated these babies. Um, I've lost my train of thought. I want to get back <laughs> to what I was saying because I fathered the babies. Right, <laughs> the pro the real progenitor here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, just those small things, right? The vegetables and people are shopping less and less at Walmart, and they're shopping at the dollar stores, Max. And dollar stores, nutrition- not even dollar store. No, but the nutritional value in your dollar store for the buck, again, the, they start cutting things. And one of the things that people cut is nutrition. Yeah. And you're going to see a cohort of kids coming out of this 
that are going to be undergrown, malnourished, and who have really bad habits with exercise and most likely yeah. food. That's what the Bidexonomics is giving yeah. us down the road. And we live in an economy where people are finding Walmart to be too expensive. Yeah. That one should sink in for everybody. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I went grocery shopping before we went on the air just to go pick up a couple things. And usually I, if we want it, we get it right. Oh, why don't you get it more and more? I'm looking at things. I'm like, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not, that's not worth that. Is that really worth $10 to eat that? No. Like what? What? No. It's just a box, two boxes of cereal yeah. slapped together. Yeah. All right. Volume. Ketchup. It, it's it's scary ketchup's stuff. Expensive. And again, those all tied to jobs because somebody had to make those boxes of cereals and they're not being sold. Profits go down for those who make that. Your choices reduce. I want to call Slowly. attention to this, though. When the government talks about inflation, they usually use this number here, CPI, Consumer Price Index. Next. But the number they give you is less food and energy. So they take the biggest increases here. And then they take food, which you need to survive, and they deliberately exclude that to get the CPI as low as possible. That's how they game the numbers when it comes to inflation. But things they can't game, Josh, we talk about cars. We haven't talked about homes. Mm -hmm. My wife, mm -hmm. she's been talking to me. She's been bringing up like crazy. I don't want to live in Texas anymore. I want to move. It's too hot. I, I agree. It it's very hot. I like it because it's the only state that's a republic, and it's probably will be the last one to fall. But um, where do you go? I've talked to you about this. You're like, oh, wow, I have so much equity in my home. Well, Josh, where do you go? Nowhere in Denver. Sell your home for more than you bought it for. Congratulations. You get to buy another overpriced home now, right? There's nowhere to go. And the problem is that inf uh, inflation has devalued our currency. Mm-hmm. The mortgage interest rate has gone through the roof. Oh, and, and the result is that the median income household can now afford a home price that is 50% less than they could in December of 2020. I'll say that right now. If your income is the same as it was, your median middle of the road income, the house you can buy now with inflation and with your mortgage rates is half as valuable as the house you could buy in December 2020. Meaning that if you could qualify for a $400,000 house back then, congratulations, mortgage rates now say you can only qualify for a $200,000 house. Wow. Wow. If you take the median home price across the entire country, which is heavily weighted because houses on the coast and in big cities are very expensive. But if you take that median home price across the entire country, the an American needs a $114,000 annual income in order to be, be able to afford that median home. Wow. That's just because interest rates have gone through the roof. There has never been a worse time to buy a home than right now. It costs 52% more to buy a home than to rent one. 
So you can no longer say, I'm tired of paying rent. I'm tired of throwing my money away. I want to invest in a house. So at least I have something to show for it. It costs 52% more to buy the home than it does to rent it. And if you buy it, Josh, if you put 20% down on a home right now, you will not begin to break even in terms of being able to sell your home for a profit until you've, you've made 10 years of payments because the interest rate is so high that the way you amortize the payments, your early payments are almost all interest. Yeah. So interest is compiling. It takes 10 years now with a 20% down payment, not even talking about the three and a half percent down that you can get up, get away with for a FHA loan, 20% down. You have to make those payments for 10 years before you can put that home on the market and sell it for the same amount of money and make a profit. I was talking to a couple newly married, wanted to go buy a brand new home, build it from the ground up. They go in first off. The cost was the same as the house. Let's say this other house. I knew the exact same time it was purchased. Mm -hmm. Problem is, is now they don't even put a basement down. So you're getting half of the volume of the house for the same price. Then the overall square footage shrink by 20% for the size of the house. Or was it 19? probably got smaller. Yeah. So the overall property is getting smaller. There's no basement. So you don't have that doubling of space. Like, you know, if you don't have a finished basement, you go finish the basement. You double your square footage. Sometimes it's a storage. decent. Or, or storage. storage. Or, yeah. or ROI on it is, is, is better than it not having it, right? That's the way I see a basement. Being able to even in the we don't uh, have basements it. here in Texas. Yeah, out there, but here in Colorado, I miss them. Like yeah. basements is, you know, yeah. it's part of your house that always stays the same temperature because it goes, it fluctuates so much here, right? Yeah. But they don't have that anymore, so they're just on a slab. And we're, you know, this is right on the edge of Tornado Valley, so you, alley, you know how homes like to go when there's no basement yeah. attached to it; they just kind of pop right off. But they're getting the smaller house for the same price, and imagine now that they're selling smaller square footage. At the same price, it drives up all the square footage value of the other houses around it. Problem is, interest rates are seven and eight percent. Who's going to want to buy a million dollar home, a two hundred thousand dollar home, a five million dollar home? Not the, the people who rate? are renting parking spots to live out of their sedans. Not all, none of them. Yeah, it's part, why, it's part of why we moved to Texas. Yeah, we were we, me and my wife were looking. Okay, do we buy a house in Colorado? And the only houses we could afford were either townhomes nothing wrong with them not for us we're too loud to be in a townhome or we we actually get our own house but you could reach out the side window and touch the house next to you so it might as well be a townhome and it was it was they were looking like four hundred thousand dollar homes and they were like 1200 square feet so we can't can't have a family there can't have two kids can't i think someone out here has been in bantering around this community that's made of people with small houses the small house stuff how long is it before somebody puts a parking lot together for the small the, the car living group right that, that's called it's a like, truck stop we had those already <laughs> but yeah full-time imagine stop. that turns into neighborhoods now right yeah i'm paying rent to live in my car in a parking lot is that the america we want well you had a really good idea in yeah. terms of like communities banding yeah. together and yeah. sharing it what what did you call that like co-op we co-opt it right we all uh-huh. get together and we put our resource into it and we all get to use the cars and we'll all schedule the times 
and mm-hmm. it would probably be a smart way to like reduce so, that cost because your neighbor like would you call them like a comrade so well like usually like camaraderie well, yeah and then you get the fuzzy little hat that you get to wear <laughs> and then you start getting the the little pendant with the sickle and the hammer that you get to wear with the red and the, uh, uh. the gold star that comes off of it and you'd be like drive car today yeah. <laughs> no need to go to town but i see that happening max people co-oping trying to come yeah. together to afford communism. a car and it doesn't have to be communism right it could it could be spock the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the yeah, few. yeah, yeah. We, could, we could we could star trek it up people, People go that, but it's it's gonna fail because ultimately that socialist communist view, and you know, one person's gonna use the car and steal it. One person's it. gonna total it. Yeah. And then you're gonna yeah, go to your neighbor yeah. and say, "Okay, you owe on you owe on the car." Yeah, we all owe on the car. Yeah. Right. But you got to pay more because, you know, it was your car to begin with. The, it, again, this is the America that we. This is the American dream. This is what people come to the U.S. for is, is to live in a parking lot. They're, everyone says they're coming to America for a better future, but right now I'm not seeing a future where I can afford anything. I'm not seeing a future where I can house people. I'm not seeing a future where there's there's just jobs on the street corner waiting for me to fill them. I mean, they are right now, probably because I got I got to have two jobs just to afford to live. And how many people are working that second job just to put food in their baby's mouths now? Jobs are great, but how many of those people are working two jobs, three jobs? Yeah, you know. Remember the misery index? Love to bring it back. See where we're at on that right now. Because I see a lot more misery out there than I do happy people, Max. And that's an easy group to manipulate. It's all a plan. It's all a plan. It completely is. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Absolutely. And and that's the terrifying part. You see this. Car, um, Car defaults are at their highest rate in 29 years. Well, you double that. And you double it again, and you're at a point where it predates cars, right? I mean, like, yeah. we're going to reach a point where it's going to be than ever before. And it's terrifying because the, defaulting on a car just doesn't mean that you lose a car. It means you lose your ability to get to work. Yeah. You lose your ability to go to the store. So what happens if you don't have your own car and you have to start taking public transportation to go to the grocery store? Well, what happens is you only buy as much as you can carry with you walking to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. So less less purchasing there. What about what about just like consumer goods, like frivolous spending? Have you ever known anyone to go buy a big screen television and bring it on the city bus? I've never heard of that. Never seen <laughs> I'm sure, it. I'm sure, I'm sure it's happened. Somewhere but, in New York. It's yeah, somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, you're going to see people starting to buy less. Buy less simply because they can't actually carry it home. They can't simply carry it home. And then that affects everything in the economy. Like less drivers, what happens to auto repair shops, auto body shops, right? What happens to all that? Gas stations. Tires, oil. Yeah. Gas stations are the big one. Gas stations. Yeah. Yeah, But Bidenomics, the White House, I'll play this clip. It's a short one. But let's see if you can if you can see where they're lying. Buying power of your paycheck is going up, and that's the kind of breathing room we're looking for here. <laughs> that's it. Just the buying power of your paycheck is going up. So that's the breathing room. Complete lie. Not true. Not true at all. I don't feel richer. <laughs> like when I got this morning, I was like, you know what? 
Let's play again. Maybe, maybe you just need to hear it again for you to accept okay, the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buying power yeah, yeah. of your paycheck is going up, and that's the kind of breathing room we're looking for here. Again, doesn't feel like I'm getting any breathing room. Uh, <laughs> you ever seen no that breathing room here. Do you know what I'm talking about? What's up? Man therapy, where the stress is too high, you got to like make a noise and... This is where well, I like. That's what my Fitbit's for now. My, oh, oh, now, okay. yeah. Yeah, I got a fancy new yeah. Fitbit. Yeah. It now, when you feel stressed, you can teach it what your heart rate feels like. Oh. And I guess if you tell it how, if you do that enough times, it'll notice when you start feeling stress. Oh. And it will warn you to calm down. Yeah. I've never been so. I've We're living in the future. Going well. I know, right? <laughs> Just calm down. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. that to my wife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it has the opposite effect. It'll be funny because it's my it's mapping my whole my my yeah. heartbeat and everything. It'll be funny after these shows to go back and look. I did my heart go up when we started. Like yeah. like what happens if I put this on the screen? Ah, does my heart go up? <laughs> Probably skyrocketed. <laughs> Probably start seeing inflation data. Probably goes up. So if you threw the food and energy, you would see costs at plus 100% on inflation. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's to buy a car. And what's not even on there is the worst of all, which is buying vehicles. Like buying a used car is, when I was looking at it last time, it was like up 100%. Like some of these car dealerships, because part of it is because like what you said with these, with the car manufacturers not building cars during covid and now uaw striking in many of these plants car dealerships can't get new cars as frequently so they have to fill their lots with old cars so they're they jack the price up so that they can keep paying yeah. their employees right yeah. it, it, it seems scummy but when you have no other choice what are you going to do right it's your your local car dealership will always be a really good reflection of how healthy an economy is yeah and if they're laying people off and there's not inventory to sell and it's just sitting there, that's an indicator, right? And it could be different from place to place and it will be, but overall there's going to be a lot of inventory out there. Yeah. And they, a lot of these dealers only make their money off the used car sales. Like they have these deals with the new manufacturers. They make almost nothing off the new. Well, they mark the cars up. Have you seen a sticker nowadays? <sighs> Everything's uh, above no. MSRP. Everything's is above average. Yeah, they're mar they're they're they've so they're getting that in. That too. used to be true, but now yeah. it's like, oh, I'll, uh, gone are the days of negotiating many of these cars below MSRP. Yeah, they they are like special charges, like eight grand above MSRP. And like what I said, like putting nitrogen in the tires, is, it's bullshit. The air we breathe is seventy eight percent nitrogen. And don't worry, we're going to give you eight percent on that loan. Yeah, yeah. With no. your your eight hundred no, credit you, score, you will qualify for eight percent. With an 800 credit score, they'll probably oh, give you 8%. That's, no, the, that's the base rate. They got some, Someone's got to make... The bank has to make money, and the dealership has to make money. So they got to go above the base rate. How the hell are you going to sell any cars? That's got, that's got to be a nightmare for a salesperson. doesn't matter. People need the cars to drive. Yeah, I know. So what are they going to start doing? They're going to have to start holding on to old cars. They're going to start piecing together I, I, old I told clunkers. my wife we're driving her car into the ground. Yeah, and then wherever yeah, it breaks down, we'll say, just leave it there. <laughs> we just gotta bury me in the my taco now. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's the car is, I've got to die with. Car's called the taco. <laughs> the taco. We try not to call it the taco because she's like, I hate it when you call it the taco. <laughs> like, we'll it, get like the taco a, and go. Like a Ford Fiesta. What does that mean? Uh, it's a Tacoma. 
Oh, Tacoma, Tacoma. They call them tacos. I thought it was a Hispanic you're clearly thing. Clearly not like in the taco. Ford Fiesta bro. or no, no you're, not in the you're clearly in the you're not in the community, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I, I go, I I take my Jeep Wrangler out, and it started getting a little annoying. People just put rubber ducks on my Jeep. Why? It's a thing in the Jeep community. Rubber ducking. They just like they see a cool Jeep with like lifted tire, lifted suspension, cool tires. Really? They start putting rubber ducks on your Jeep. It was cool the first couple times it happened, but what am I supposed to do with all these rubber ducks? You've never seen this before? No. Oh, no, I'm just thinking from, now you've got a supply I, I, chain for Amazon. For rubber <laughs> I, I, duckies. I mean, sell don't them tell back. my wife. Don't tell my wife. Um, <laughs> she'll buy them. Amazon um, makes you've never seen the Wrangler Ducks? No, no, seriously, I have no oh, idea. No, it's a, it's like, a real I, thing. I was just thinking that I'm going to turn that into a thesis for a PhD. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real thing. People put people put ducks in the little notes like "Love your Jeep," and it's getting excessive. It's getting oh excessive. My. This this guy, I mean, he has a he has a Jurassic Park Jeep, so he's he, getting probably more ducks than usual. Honor. Yeah, but I'm uh, sure he does. It's getting excessive. It's getting excessive. Wow. I mean, I guess this is a, this is a good problem to have. Yeah, like Too the many worst thing you've got going on in your life is that people are rubber ducking your Jeep. Like, yeah, stop it with your first world problems, Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just too yeah. many awesome uh, things on my last car. I just, I just wish people would stop. I don't want them. <laughs> yeah, and then my like, son sees them, and he's like, uh, and he won't let me throw them out. Right. <sighs> so you got a like a bathtub eventually, yeah. full of rubber duckies. I just gotta start regifting them. Just yeah, next time I like, see a Jeep, just well, put then, on the next one. Maybe it was you just haven't been doing your part like the past yeah. four, which means now you got to leave like five or six of them in your Jeep. Yeah. Well, listen, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And um, this well, good, this good talk, coach. Yeah, good talk. This this default rate for cars is going to probably cause some serious economic harm in this country. And oh, yeah. say it oh, on yeah. the show, say it all the time. Now is really as good of a time as ever to start planning ahead, preparing your family. The end of times, collapse of society, or just a winter, uh, winter storm where you lose power for Tornado. a few days. Tornado. Which is why we've partnered with our friends at PrepSOS.com. PrepSOS.com. Link is in the description. If you want to help the show, use promo code MAX. M-A-X. You're going to get 5% off your order at PrepOS, and we do get a little bit of a commission on that. You can do lots of things. You can get some survival food. I'm stocked up for my family. We've got more than enough for us. I got some survival dog food. Uh, for the dogs, they don't deserve it, but they're going to get it. Um, even little things like this, a life straw. You never know when you're going to need something like this. You have no access to clean water. You can breathe. You can drink out of breathe. You can drink out of any like running water source with this, and it will filter the water and make it like 99.9% drinkable. So it's it's drink, drinkable water. So check out our sponsor, PrepSOS.com, promo code MAX. Save a bit and help support the show. Well, that's all we got. Any final words, Josh? If you think things are bad now, just wait. There's more. Just wait. Just wait. There's and, more. And for the 1.5% of Americans working in the defense industry, you're golden now. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just, I'm more upset that the Lake City is not happening because yeah. one of my favorite things in this world is ammo. And if you want to donate ammo to our cause, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll put it on the right guys. Our, our website yeah. is up. Our website is yeah. happening. So if you guys want to yes. know, you'll be able to go there and we follow links, it. especially if you want to donate some sort of 
ammo to us so we can shoot. Yeah. Spent Max and I will start a shoot team if we need to. Well, listen, I, listen. Yeah. I told Josh, I, I put it, I have challenged him. He has this nice, fancy race gun, mm-hmm. um, 2011 pistol. Yeah, I like and it. I am determined to take my homemade Polymer 80 Glock clone and to make it outrace your gun. So I've already bought a compensator for okay. it. I've got a magwell coming in. Okay. And okay. Uh, I have a uh, skeletonized slide. So all I need to do is tweak uh, a little bit of the performance parts inside, and yeah. I, th- I think I can. T- I think I can take you. Well, uh, how does the saying go? Bring it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <clears throat> let's let's go. Can I can I create the shooting drill? Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Now I gotta practice it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this edition. If you want to stay in touch and and stay up to date for when this competition does eventually happen, make sure you subscribe. Links in the description. Don't just subscribe to the audio edition. Please leave us a five star review over at Apple Podcasts. It's super helpful. Um, if you've left, left a, a review in the past, leave another one. Um, super helpful as we try and reach more people. Uh, for us to have a really good review. And we have really good reviews over at Apple Podcasts, but if you haven't already, please do subscribe. All those links are in the description. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, Podbean. Links in that description below. We go live on Rumble and YouTube, so check us out there. And yeah, that's it. My name is Max McGuire. And I am Josh Hammerling. And remember, the fight to take back the country and apparently the to keep your head above water in these economic times is not over, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. See you next time.